With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Live. Worldwide. Deliverance. With your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next few minutes, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you are about to experience Deliverance. Several years ago, I was invited to speak at a suburban Dallas, Texas church. At the conclusion of my message, a 25-year-old woman approached me in the foyer of the church with a troubled look on her face. That night, I had spoken on the subject of spiritual warfare, and I had mentioned the evidence of such in my message. Evidently, the message struck a chord with many at the church that cold December night. Not only did Tina want to speak with me, but many others as well. A number of young people surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ that night, and as a result, several approached me wanting to talk about their commitment. Tina, however, wanted to speak about something other than her desire to follow God. She wanted help, intervention from being tormented by demons. She wanted to be free. Since I knew we could be involved in a very intense battle for this young woman, I included a half dozen or so other believers to join me in a separate room. Minutes later, after presenting her need to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, a demon had manifested. Tina was no longer present, but rather an evil spirit, an evil spirit hell-bent on waging war. That night, we battled 10 different demons within this young lady. But it was that first demon that made a remarkable confession. A remarkable confession was made. After obtaining the name of the demon, I asked the spirit to reveal the sin by which he had gained access into this woman's life. The demon said when Tina was just nine years of age, she communicated with a ghost. That ghost was none other than that demon we were now confronting 16 years later. After the demon's expulsion, after ghost was cast out, I was made aware in more detail of what exactly transpired, what exactly happened. 16 years earlier. Tina was actually very surprised that I knew of the incident with the ghost. While living in Maryland here in the United States, Tim, Tina remembered 
one day while in the in the bathroom, seeing a ghost gradually moving upwards on the stairwell to the second floor. She began to talk with this ghost. That communication with the ghost was just in reality a demon manifesting himself as a ghost to get little Tina to sin, to invade her. That's exactly what he did. He invaded her because of speaking demonism, because of communicating with a demon. Wanting to build a relationship, if you will, a connection. She didn't know anything was wrong with it. But demons don't play fair, play fair my friends. And as a result, Tina became demonized at the age of nine. Fortunately, Tina was delivered that night and surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. But there are thousands upon thousands, millions upon millions, tormented by ghosts. There's countless people in our day who are tormented by apparitions, by ghosts, by vampires, by supernatural creatures. The ghost was never to appear again to Tina. At least that's what we discovered and, and found out in our subsequent conversations with those who knew Tina. But many in our world are tormented by the appearances of ghosts and other supernatural nocturnal creatures. And today on Deliverance, I'd like to take a few moments to discuss ghosts, vampires, and you on today's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next few minutes exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friend. bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have, perhaps, created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys, the wonders, and the glories of God's heavens. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of His powers at jbartlettmissions.com Heavenly experiences are for real. Watch and see at jbartlettmissions.com You are listening to another thrilling edition of Deliverance with Jay Bartlett. These compelling podcasts are transformative, astounding, and inspiring. Lives are being encouraged, empowered, healed, restored, and liberated. Take a moment and support this global mission with a donation at jbartlettmissions.com. Visit the donate page and consider giving a recurring monthly donation. That's 
jbartlettmissions.com or call us at 877-483-5519. Thank you for your support to keep this worldwide mission alive. Thank you for taking a few moments to be with us as we discuss the subject of ghosts, vampires, and you. So what is a ghost? Oh, a uh, former uh, occult specialist, a German theologian, Dr. Kurt Koch, defines ghosts as a, quote, shadowy reappearance of a deceased person, close quote. Now, These ghosts or apparitions have been haunting individuals and families for centuries. Most experiences, my friends, with ghosts result in detecting unusual noises and smells. Many report of even a change in actual temperature within the appearance of a ghost. Usually, the experiences are located in a place where a violent death has occurred. Many decades ago, I came across a fascinating poll. The University of Chicago's National Opinion Research Council in America conducted a poll, and their conclusion was startling. 42% of the adult population that actually was honest and actually uh, participated in this poll, and 67% of widows reported ghost-like experiences. Now, I think it's probably much higher than that. That's of those who who are willing to be honest. Many people don't want to talk about it. So we're speaking about perhaps 40, they're saying 42%. I think it's probably 60 to 70% or more. Now, they say that of of these, 78% involved visual images, 50% noises and voices. 32% involved in sensation of a presence. 18% had communication with the apparition. 46% experienced a combination of phenomena. I'm here to tell you, ghosts, however, are very dangerous. They're to be avoided. Ghosts are in reality demon spirits. In many instances. Now, there are times when... uh, Deceased individuals, now I'm not speaking of their spirit nature, because once a person dies, they go immediately into the presence of God or in the presence of hell. Into hell or into heaven. However, our bodies remain here on earth. That's what I'm trying to get at. Not, not Our composition is tripart. Not all parts of who we are as human beings enter into heaven upon death. Our spirit goes, yes, that's the real you. However, the soulish realm of who you are, your mind, your emotion, your will, your body, remains here on earth. And, and, and your soul largely 
if they have if demons have a right to your soul, they will take your soul in captivity, place it in captivity, and hold it here on earth. And that's where you see many ghosts appearing. These are the shadowy appearing reappearance of a deceased person. They're being held by the dark forces of Satan. That's why it's so important to get healed, to be delivered. But the real you, obviously, is in the pre- if you've been born again, that is, is in the presence of God. But most ghosts I've discovered are in reality demon powers appearing to deceive, to instill fear, torment, and to confuse. I'm curious, those of you listening to this podcast, have you had an encounter with a ghost, with an apparition of some sort? I'm very, very interested to know. If some of you have had encounters with ghosts, people often ask me, what does the Bible actually say about ghosts? We see a few references, and I have the scriptures with me. I'd like to first churn at Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. The Bible actually refers to ghosts. You may be shocked by this. There are references to ghosts in the scriptures. Turn with me to Luke chapter 24, verse 39. Or I guess begin with 30, verse 36. Now, as they were, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of, him, of his disciples and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened. And suppose they had seen a ghost. They thought they had seen a ghost. Very interesting. They thought they had seen a ghost. So they had an awareness of ghosts. Jesus says, behold... Why, why are you troubled, and why do you, why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands, my feet, that is, I myself, handle me, and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. In Matthew 14, in Matthew chapter 14, Look what happens here in Matthew chapter 14. People are asking, what does the Bible speak about ghosts? There are a few New Testament references I'd like to uh, turn to. Matthew chapter 14. So Jesus walked was walking at one point on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. So they had an awareness they had an understanding of ghosts. They knew what, that, that ghosts were a reality because they cried out saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out out of fear. So what, does, what do ghosts bring? Fear, generally speaking. They instill fear, intimidation. And when you open yourself up to fear, intimidation, that's when they go into you. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. 
do not be afraid. So whenever you're spooked, frightened, scared, the appearance of ghosts and phantoms and, and whatnot, just remind yourself that Jesus Christ is Lord and everything's in submission to him. And, and you could call upon him for, for peace, for his presence, for his power to drive out evil and, and, and ghosts and apparitions of any sort. Jesus is available. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, throughout history, there's been documented cases of haunting by ghosts. At Hampton Court in England, it is said that the ghost of a Sir Christopher is heard walking hurriedly up and down the stairs every February 26th, which, by the way, is the day of his untimely death in 1723. I had a family member who could recount an encounter she had with an apparition when she was a little girl. It took place in her family's home. It was while she was in the living room when suddenly outside the window, she saw an unusual apparition with intense red eyes. Terrified as a little girl would be, she ran away. To this day, she does not know why this horrifying figure appeared to her. Over the years of counseling those troubled by supernatural phenomena, I've come across a few situations where I've actually seen ghost-like apparitions. I'd like just to recount one of those experiences right now in this podcast. It was an exorcism where I was dealing with a young man with a intensive background in witchcraft. And I had just drove out and battled a number of violent demons when suddenly I witnessed something supernatural outside this this uh, young man's bedroom window. While looking outside his window, I noticed several shadowy kind of forms. It's like a ghost-like form, but shadowy, like shadow men. They were swiftly moving to one place to another. It was as if the demon was materializing into these forms to get my attention off from helping this victim of demonization to their appearance, appearing as this apparition. These ghosts attempted to still in fear in me. They failed, however, as this, as I've continued to be intentional and in focusing on the deliverance of the young man I was ministering to. You know, one should be careful when dealing with ghosts. Most ghosts are driven with a desire to haunt. The haunting may occur in a dwelling place or on a property. In either case, the ghosts are to be driven out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not ask them questions or converse with them unless it's absolutely necessary to get their spiritual rights. But just simply command the ghost to leave the home in a property in the authority of Jesus Christ. Just do that first. Now, if the demons remain, now obviously the ghosts and the phantoms remain. You've got to figure out what rights they may have. And I've done this on, on num numerous occasions for families and individuals terrorized by ghosts. Some years ago, after speaking at a church, I was asked to exercise a home that had been haunted for many years. 
The terror ceased after my visit as I exercised their home of the evil spirits that haunted them. So combat ghosts is serious, my friends. We are indeed involved in a serious spiritual battle. Ghosts seek to, to be something that's truly not. So don't be deceived. They want to appear as a family member, as a deceased family member, somebody, perhaps a friend, who had passed. They're actually demons. Again, there are exceptions, but they're primarily, for the sake of argument, most ghosts, at least from my experience, have been evil spirits. Now, there are times they're the soul parts manifesting with the aid of a demon, soul parts of broken individuals who have passed, but they're, they're, they're part of their lives are being held by demon powers here and there on the earth. Now, 1 Corinthians 15 is very clear at one point. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, there's going to be a perfect reuniting, meaning our spirit will be reunited with a glorified body and a glorified mind. Not a carnal mind, but a glorified mind. So our soul, our spirit nature, our body are going to be complete and whole and restored. But demons, Satan, the fallen angel himself, seems to have manifested. And demons have the ability to manifest in various kinds of forms. I mean, Satan himself, let's just look at him. He's a fallen angel, yet he seems to have manifested himself on several different occasions in different forms. And scriptures refers to him as different kinds of beings, like, for example, the snake in, in Genesis chapter 3. And in and, and Revelation 12, the apostle John speaks of Satan as being a dragon. So it, it would make sense that, it, that also may his demons assume forms to appear physically to those they desire to deceive and to haunt. In many cases, demons will even transform into a ghost to torment. Remind yourself that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. We do not need to be fearful of these beings, these apparitions, these phantoms, these ghosts. They're just defeated demons seeking to instill fear. Remember, Jesus Christ has risen and is at God's, the Father's right hand, where every power is in submission to him, including ghosts. And before I take a, a quick break, I've got to tell you the story of my, my oldest daughter. At the time, she was very, very little, and we were holding a, a seminar. I think all my kids were there, and a 14-year-old young man manifested crazy demons. They were, it was quite physical, violent, aggressive, brutal, and there was a certain percentage of those who were at the meeting left. They were startled. They were shocked. They were, they were scared, thinking... You know, they didn't know what to do. Thinking they were, they were wondering in their, even for themselves, could they have it? This 14-year-old boy has a, a demon. Could they have a demon? Well, many of them just couldn't handle the implications of this deliverance, and they left. But my, four, my, my little girl didn't leave, obviously. She was brave, and she even volunteered. She says, Daddy, I'll help you cast out ghosts, because that's exactly what manifested in this 14-year-old young man's life, a spirit called ghost. Uh, the, the spirit contorted his body, 
shook his body, rammed his body into a wall, nearby wall. He didn't get hurt. God protected all of us. Nobody got hurt. And we were able, my daughter was able, in the name of Jesus Christ, to cast out ghosts. And she was just so greatly encouraged by the power of Jesus Christ. Ghosts are real. Many young people have the spirit of ghost. And if you come across somebody who speaks about having some interactions or or have had encounters with ghosts, probe. I want to encourage you, probe a little bit deeper. Because more than likely, they have the spirit of ghost, the spirit of ap- some kind of apparition, the spirit of phantom in their minds and bodies and hearts. Which means that you would need to do some deliverance. You have the power of Jesus Christ to drive out ghost. Now, after this brief intermission, I want to continue speaking about these supernatural creatures that often appear at night. Shared with you a little bit about ghosts, but I'd like to share with you about vampires. bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have, perhaps, created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those being caught up into the third heaven and experiencing the joys, the wonders, and the glories of God's heavens. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of His powers at jbartlettmissions.com Heavenly experiences are for real. Watch and see at jbartlettmissions.com You are listening to another thrilling edition of Deliverance with Jay Bartlett. These compelling podcasts are transformative, astounding, and inspiring. Lives are being encouraged, empowered, healed, restored, and liberated. Take a moment and support this global mission with a donation at jbartlettmissions.com. Visit the donate page and consider giving a recurring monthly donation. That's jbartlettmissions.com or call us at 877-483-5519. Thank you for your support to keep this worldwide mission alive.
Welcome back to Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. Thank you for taking a few moments to be with us. In my hands is a one of our many, many publications that we're offering at jbartlettmissions.com, or you simply just go to amazon.com and and uh, punch in my name, Jay Bartlett, and you'll find many, many uh, books. I think at least a, a couple dozen, I think. Uh, now, we re- we have produced more than publications, and and uh, many of them are being released as the months, as the weeks, the months uh, go by. But I would encourage you to get a hold of some of our publications. Uh, I think they'll benefit you in many ways. Uh, from uh, We have books on miracles, the Chronicle of Miracles, which is, I think, a 240, 250-page volume on miracles. Real life cases of astounding signs and wonders. I have a one of our newest books is titled "Caught Up into the Third Heaven," which is an instant classic where we explore the joys, the wonders, and the glories of God's heavenly home. We have a uh, another 200 plus page book titled "Allow Me to Introduce You to the Defeated Devil." The devil is a real supernatural, nefarious creature. But he's defeated by the cross of Jesus Christ, and I speak about his defeat in this volume. And then, of course, we have uh, a book titled Jesus, Savior, Healer, Exorcist. Uh, it will inspire – it's, a, I think, a 175-page or 150-page book. It will inspire and awe you, astounding st- stories, testimonies that will amaze. And then in my hands is a book titled Spiritual Dynamics of Soul Slavery and Mind Control. You know, much of the world is just blinded. It's bewitched. It's programmed. And only Jesus could break it. And in this volume is my hope and prayer just to expose you to the basics, to make you start thinking. Is my mind under control? Is Am I experiencing some element of soul slavery? I'm trying to – I just wrote this to try to wake people up and begin to wonder about their own lives. So this is just a, a gateway, if you will, to probe deeper into this subject. But some of the titles are, are, are fascinating, the, the why and how of soul slavery, understanding soul slavery. I deal with robotic mind-controlling demons. Uh, one chapter is the dynamics of mind control. Another chapter varies degrees of soul slavery. Uh, confronting mind control, determining if programming is involved or, or mind control in your life. It's a fascinating little book on the subject of mind control and soul slavery. You know, much of the world is blinded. That's what the Bible says, actually, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of non-believers. Now, how many non-believers are there? Billions. But there's a flip side to this. Even believers can be bewitched, can be blinded, can be programmed. Remember in Galatians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul speaking to the church, born-again believers? He says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? We need to break the mind control. We need to break the spiritual blindness and force out the programming. And only Jesus could do it. So I recommend spiritual dynamics of soul slavery and mind control. All these books can be located at jbartlettmissions.com. That's jbartlett.com. Missions.com. You know, the belief in vampires is quite old. 
dating back to ancient India, Babylonian, and Greece. The conception of the vampire was common among the Slavic people and in the Balkan countries centuries ago. It wasn't until an Irish author who published Dracula in 1897 that vampires became widely known and generated a number of plays, literature, and movies with vampire themes. Dracula, the infamous fictional vampire, was based on the real-life Prince Dracula in the 15th century in Europe. It was during his reign as prince that he enjoyed impaling his victims of various crimes on stakes, known as Vlad the Impaler. The Transylvanian had an unusual compulsion to slowly kill his enemies by impaling them on sharp, pointed murder stakes. It's true. While traditions concerning the vampire vary, there is a worldwide, international, global belief that they do exist in some form. I've seen it all over the world as I've traveled. I mean, vampires have been around for centuries, such as Vlad the Impaler. In our modern day, vampires are still around, as in the case with many goths, many witches, warlocks, who delve into vampirism. They're still drawn to blood. Blood like 16-year-old Pat, who's a professing vampire. One news outlet said the first time she sank her teeth into a victim's back in the fatty tissue close to his heart. The rush that followed was exhilarating. I showed no mercy, she said. I wanted it. And I wanted it bad. It made me feel like I could do anything. So satisfying was this experience, said the junior from a high school, that she became to depend on it. Eventually, she believed that blood gave her longevity, vitality, and even supernatural powers. I made myself believe I needed blood to sustain my life. I truly believed I was a vampire. Unfortunately, Pat is not alone. There are hundreds and hundreds of desperate young people, perhaps in the thousands, numbering in the thousands, perhaps numbering in the millions. We don't know. The fine acceptance in vampire cults. For many young people, it starts with wearing some dark, darker element clothing, using black and white makeup, predominant black and white makeup, and shunning sunlight. Don't be surprised, however, to find out even adults are seeking blood. Older adults. In his informative book on the occult, Dr. Kirk Koch writes of a couple examples where vampirism played a role in an adults' life. He writes in the summer of 1974, there was a gruesome trial in Nuremberg. The defendant was a 41 year old man named Carl Huffman who confessed in court that he had broken into 35 mortuaries in order to seek the blood of people who had recently died. In the course of trial, the defendant admitted further activities. In May of 1972, he had surprised a courting, couple, a courting couple in their car. He had shot the young couple and then drank their blood. My friends, over the years of counseling those afflicted by evil spirits, I've come across a number of individuals who are drawn to blood. 
to gain a supernatural rush, which is a satanic spiritual high or power. The satanic practices kept many in bondage. One such person was a 21-year-old named Mike, who was heavily involved in black magic cults and practiced vampirism. Mike confessed to drinking animal and human blood. He boasted the fact that he actually enjoyed consuming the blood. For it, it actually felt like he was being empowered. Mike actually got addicted to it. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, demons got him addicted to blood. Bloodthirsty demons compelled him to consume blood. And I still remember encountering the demons when Mike came over to my home. This is when I was doing ministry in my home this is some years back. For ministry, those bloodthirsty spirits immediately nosed a wooden cross that I had hung up in my living room. Upon seeing the powerful symbol of the cross, they began to shudder. The evil spirits within might cause him to exhibit convulsions. His whole body shook violently as the demons glanced at the cross. The demons know there is power in the blood, the blood of Jesus. That cross in my home symbolized the blood that Jesus shed, that Jesus shed. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, the Apostle John writes, quote, and they overcame him, Satan that is, because of the blood of the Lamb, close quote. Though the demons compelled Mike to drink blood to obtain supernatural satanic power, the demons that night displayed whose blood truly has victorious power, and it's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, Mike chose the evil spirits. That's right. During the ministry session, I gave him an opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ, but he chose the evil spirits over the love and the triumphant power of Jesus Christ. And remains in bondage to demons that have him act like a vampire. My friends, there's dangers. There's dangers in vampirism. You know, the gruesome practice of vampirism has its share of dangers that I want to share with you on this podcast. This ancient satanic practice has consequences that the, the uh, adherents need to be aware of. Hopefully this podcast will open your eyes and will persuade some of you who are involved at some level. Hopefully, we'll persuade the vampires to cease their satanic acts. You know, by aligning oneself to vampirism, you join Satan in his cause. Now, let me let me cast the net a little bit broader here today. If you act like a vampire, what do vampires do? They draw life out of somebody because there's life in the blood. Perhaps the enemy has used you. To suck people dry. Just be honest. Has people you has the enemy used you to target certain people? Now looking back, you see it clearly. Perhaps you're you were under a bewitchment. You didn't see it for a long time. But have you been known to suck people dry financially, emotionally, mentally, physically? You drain people. Or perhaps you've been a victim of vampirism. You've been drained by someone. 
Well, I'm here to tell you, vampire is a ser- vampirism is a serious, serious spiritual force. At its very core, vampirism is a mockery of the blood of Jesus Christ who shed his blood. The holy blood of Christ is sufficient. So there's no need to shed one's blood or to drink someone's blood. Shedding one's blood or drinking blood only brings divine judgment. It is only through Christ's blood that we can receive redemption and to approach God. We see this very clearly in Hebrews, Ephesians 1.7, Hebrews 10.19. You know, vampirism is closely related to Satanism, witchcraft, voodoo, ukumba. The conception of blood opens the door, allows satanic spirits the right to torment you, destroy you. Perhaps you've been victimized. You've been victimized by vampirism. Somebody sucked you dry. But it, there's also a physical danger. Medical experts indicate that ritual biting placing participants at risk of infections, including the AIDS virus. Public health officials have warned that such practices are medically risky. I mean, there's serious, serious risk of contracting viruses. Medical officials have been warned if a person has a mouth sore or an injury to the gums, there's a possibility the virus becoming transmitted. Various kinds of uh, viruses. I mean, there's serious, serious risk involved for those practicing vampirism. If your child or grandchild is reading vampire literature or having an increasing interest in vampire themes and on social media, visiting certain websites, checking out certain movies with vampires, and there's many movies. I don't even have the time to go through the the litany, the list. I mean, if there's any changes, sleeping or eating habits, razor cuts. It's a problem that needs to be addressed, and vampirism is a problem in our world. Please be aware of these signs. When you see any of these signs, act quickly. Love the individual. We're not here to condemn or judge, but firmly point out the dangers of practicing this dark art. It's so important to note that liberation from this satanic practice can only be accomplished when the participant repents of their sins and place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you just say, Lord Jesus, cleanse me, purify me. Say that, Lord Jesus, cleanse me, purify me, forgive me. And call upon Jesus. Tell Jesus that you need him. Right now, call upon him. Say, Jesus, I need you. I command the vampire spirits out of me now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come out in the mind and the heart and the body right now in the authority of Jesus Christ. Ghosts, you go too in Jesus' name. I bind all of you up. Now release their minds and hearts and go in Jesus' name. If you need more help, please contact us today. We'll help you to be set free from vampires and ghosts and any other, other kind of creature in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been a production of the Good News Podcasting Network, based in sunny Southern California. Feel free to contact for more information on the Deliverance Podcast at jbartlettmissions.com or call us at 877-483-5519. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.